Storm Team 4, meteorologist Kristen Kershane. Kristen, you're calling for better conditions today than we had yesterday. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Slightly. Oh, no. Well, better's okay. better. Slightly better. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. No way. If I did not tell you seriously, 100%, this is a true story, I wonder if you'd even believe it. This is like one of Eric's deep fakes where he tells me the Common Council is going to flood Water Street and turn it into a Venice-style canal in an no effort way. to control reckless driving. I only do fun deep fakes to you. Right. This is not a fun deep fake, no. nor is it a deep fake at all. It's a serious story, but it is unbelievable. It is inconceivable. Inconceivable! Kenosha County Sheriff's Department, they got a guy in custody, announced the arrest Tuesday. They said the man, not naming him at the moment, not yet been charged, Eric, as far as I can tell. I've been waiting for those charges to come down out of the district attorney's office, but uh, nothing of yet, so we'll leave him unnamed for the moment. Kenosha authorities have him, though, resident of neighboring Salem, Turned himself in, they say. He's accused of hit and run involving death. Inconceivable! That's not the part that's inconceivable. Hit and runs happen, sadly, with uh, fairly regular frequency around here. But this guy is in custody. He's accused of killing a 36-year-old man who was found dead on Highway 158 in Kenosha County. That's an east-west highway. uh, Runs from the freeway and beyond all the way to the lakefront. And they basically found this guy kind of halfway between the freeway and lakefront on 158 a couple of days ago, said it appeared he was a pedestrian and he had been hit and killed by a vehicle. So you got this 36-year-old man walking along the highway, hit and killed, and the guy who hit and killed him turned himself in. Still waiting for... Inconceivable! The victim, the guy who was killed in this hit-and-run crash, was fleeing the scene of another hit-and-run crash which he caused. Absolutely, totally, and in all other ways, inconceivable. Kenosha Sheriff's Department said earlier in the night, the guy was driving the wrong way on Green Bay Road and slammed his SUV head-on into a semi. Driver of the SUV who caused that crash took off running. He's the guy who was later hit by another car and killed. The guy who did that fled the scene but has now turned himself in. Charges of hit and run causing death Pending. Inconceivable! Sports is sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Brewers are waking up this morning, still trying to figure out how to hit that left-handed pitching. David Peterson kept the Brewers in check all night. Tossing six scoreless innings on Tuesday night as the Mets beat the Brewers by a final score of 7-2 to in New York. The other storyline of this one outside of the pitching was the lack of hitting for the Brewers, leaving runners stranded in scoring position. You know, I thought it was the first inning was the big inning because he was a little out of whack, and we, um, you know, had a couple good at-bats to get, get ourselves in a bases-loaded situation, and... I thought Owen swung at a you know he swung at a pitch in the heart of the plate just just unfortunately grounded to the shortstop and got him out of the jam and then um, you know the other shot is uh, you know the Urias double play hit it hard right at somebody so we we kind of let him off the hook and then he got in a groove with the loss the Brewers fall to 41 and 38 as they look to bounce back tonight in New York coverage gets underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 5:35 Wade Miley expected to get the start for the Brew Crew. 
to the NFL, where the new era in Green Bay will officially get underway in a matter of weeks with the start of training camp. Aaron Rodgers is long gone, and Jordan Love is in the pressure entitled title, no, according to some should be mounting already with the first-year starter. If Jordan Love plays himself to being in the conversation of top five in the NFC, the Packers go to the playoffs. I don't think that's unfair. Again, this goes back to, hey, young man, you've sat for three years. We have given you all the opportunity to get your game perfectly kind of in the situation and style that you want it. Number two, we got a ton of young talent around you. Number three, we still have two bonafide NFL backs. One of them is the best dual threat back in the NFL and a good offensive line. I think that if Jordan Love doesn't play himself into the conversation of playing top five NFC level quarterback, that's a very big disappointment for the Packers. ESPN's Dan Orlowski, a guest on Wilde and Tausch Tuesday morning on 94.5 ESPN as Love and the Pack We'll get set to get things started in training camp, which begins on July 26th. Solid take from Orlowski there. I like that. And hey, look, man, you've had three years. You've trained behind the best. You've seen how everything works. You're he has a good system. point, too. Yeah. It is a pretty good roster, and I think people are forgetting that. Would have liked to have seen Jordan Love get some time last year. But I, but I digress. 718 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Smoke and haze, again, expected to be a problem today. Although, if I'm correct, as we bring in Storm Team 4, meteorologist Kristen Kershane. Kristen, you're calling for better conditions today than we had yesterday. Is that right? Uh, Slightly. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, better's better. Slightly better. I know. We uh, thought that there would be some improvement in this air quality overnight, uh, and that's what the modeling suggested, and it looked like we would see kind of a push of some cleaner air, which actually moved into northern Wisconsin yesterday, but that did not materialize. The air quality this morning uh, is still in that unhealthy to very unhealthy category across really much of southeast Wisconsin, unfortunately. Um, So we just really haven't seen that improvement and uh, it, I think it's it's affecting it's affecting all of us, even you know folks who aren't in that sensitive groups category, which is going to be people with lung issues, people with heart issues, the elderly, young children, a bit more sensitive uh, to this. But I mean, I was out yesterday smelling the smoke; it was irritating my nose and my eyes. This morning, same thing, and so I think a lot of us are feeling the effects of that. I swear, I'm smelling it now, Kristen. I swear, like I can see, like I, I don't know if it's just inside. Yeah, I'm with like, you. Man. I don't know. Totally. If I'm making it up in my head or not, but it's everywhere, it seems like. You're not. And I I felt the same way when I walked into the building this morning. I thought, wow, it really smells like smoke in here. And I think probably depending on ventilation systems, you know, if those systems are drawing air in from the outside, well, then we're just bringing in that smoky air inside of our buildings, right? I don't think that that's the case with most home air conditioners. Um, And I'm certainly not an air conditioning expert, but, um, you know, those smoke particles are rather small. And so they can get in by leaving the windows open, leaving the doors open, and any of that kind of stuff. So what are our prospects or what has to happen, Kristen, in the weather? And this is all weather related, right? Because you have the wildfire smoke that is to the northeast of us. But because of the mm-hmm. weather and the patterns that we're in, it's kind of bring, coming back around to Wisconsin and to Michigan. What has to happen in the weather to get this on out of here? 
Yeah, and so yesterday what happened is that smoke even pushed farther south of us. So it's here, it's Michigan, it's Iowa, Minnesota, down into Illinois, Indiana, even down around Ohio. So we've got this fairly wide blanket of smoke across the Midwest, uh, you're right, being uh, created by those fires that are happening across Quebec and in Canada. A lot of smoke being generated. So what's happened is that smoke has been pushed in by the mid-level and even some of the lower level winds uh, from that smoke. Okay, so driving in on those wind fields, you have to kind of think of the atmosphere like if you think of it in layers, right? So you've got kind of a lower layer and a mid layer and then an upper layer. So a lot of the season when we've been talking about this wildfire smoke, we've been referencing it's in the upper levels of the atmosphere, the mid levels of the atmosphere. Now, the difference here is that that smoke is at the low levels of the atmosphere, right at the ground level. And that's why it's impacting our air quality to this high degree. Some of the previous events, it was more mid-level, upper level, where you get those really milky, hazy looking skies, but you're not smelling the smoke and feeling the impacts of that. So that said, what we need to happen is to replace our air mass almost completely, which is not gonna happen today. We will see a change in our wind direction, our winds turning from more of a northerly direction yesterday to a southerly direction. But as I mentioned, a lot of that smoke has already been pushed to our south. So even as we change our wind direction today, it's likely just gonna blow some of that smoke right back in and so i don't think that we see a ton of improvement okay i know you got to go and do tv again uh, real quick next couple of days are we are we past this then i think that the air quality alert officially um, ends noon on thursday if that holds that could change but the expectation is that it remains pretty poor today some improvement on thursday and friday but i still think even over the next couple of days we're dealing with at least some level of smoke and haze i appreciate you Kristen. thanks so much thank you Thanks. Storm Team 4 meteorologist Kristen Kershane live with us this morning. A couple of things to pay attention to in the next couple of days. A, you have fireworks starting up. You have celebrations for Independence Day yeah. that start up through the weekend. So it'll be curious to see if this affects that at all. You have Summerfest starting up tomorrow. So you have these larger events that take place into this holiday weekend. I'm curious if, uh, if it doesn't dissipate, if that's going to cause any issue. Although it does sound like it's going to dissipate, so that's good. Right, and we've got a couple of varying reports this morning. Some folks who are on the lakeshore, uh, somebody texted us from Fond du Lac this morning, say, or sorry, from Cudahy this morning, saying uh, actually much better this morning than it was than yesterday. yesterday at this time. Got a uh, text from some folks uh, out in Dodge County saying, not real bad here, Dodge County, Fond du Lac County. They're still seeing it and feeling it uh, every bit as bad as it was yesterday. All kinds of folks chiming in on the Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old with smoke reports, Eric. Oshkosh air seems substantially worse. That from the 920. Yeah, a couple of them from Oshkosh. Mm -hmm. Still getting reports of smoke in Mequon. Uh, We've only had really one place where they said it seemed better this morning. Early this morning, Cudahy texting in saying that uh, at least at the lakefront, it was real bad yesterday. Like you couldn't see out over the lake. Here in downtown, you couldn't see block or two past some of the buildings. Right. Certainly the tops of the buildings not visible, but uh, Cudahy this morning reporting it was better conditions there day to day. As far as the air quality index, still considered very unhealthy for the region. So I know the 
advisories from health experts are to take precautions when you're outside. Let's just leave each other alone on this. If you want to stay inside because you're worried about the air quality, stay inside. No, we can make this political. People, no, right, let's make this political. Leave people be. No, if no, you want no, to go no. outside I, and you I don't. I think we should make this political. Everything wanna, has to be political. Let's, you want to go do what you want to do? Let's shame fine. people. Let's shame people today. Are you crazy? Why are you outside? Where's your... It just let's everybody leave each other alone. If you don't want to go out on it, uh, don't. If you do, fine. Just be nice today. 743, we've got uh, Brewers play-by-play man Jeff Leffering coming up on Brewers 360. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. David Peterson tossed six scoreless innings, and the New York Mets topped the Milwaukee Brewers on Tuesday night by a final score of 7-2. With the loss, the Brewers dropped to an overall record of 41-38 and will look to bounce back tonight with Wade Miley slated to get the start for the Brew Crew. Coverage gets underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 535. Brewers 360 sponsored by Holiday Automotive. And our guest this morning is Brewers play-by-play man, Jeff Levering, live with us from New York City. What's up, Level? Hey, good morning, everybody. On your list when you get to New York, where are you going first or what are your familiar stops that you have to do? Because actually you got a, a, a four-gamer is nice. You got a little time. Yeah, four-gamer plus we had the night that we got into. Um, so all is a a bunch of central park time that's number one um so that's i mean i always got to do that as soon as we get off the phone i'm going to do a nice little run around the park um in terms of food we got to do raised pizza that's number one some sort of pastrami reuben has to happen uh those two have been checked off the box already and then um there's going to be some sort of a bagel fest at some point either today or tomorrow so those are those are kind of three musts for me Hey, Jeff, uh, keep your eyes open and uh, and the nostrils. You might uh, start picking up some wildfire smoke over there today. Yeah, I think we're going to send some of this that's just blanketed Wisconsin out your way here in the coming days. Yeah, that's what the, the folks here in New York are talking about. It's crazy. So earlier in the summer when uh, when the initial wildfire smoke came through New York, there were a bunch of pictures that were taken. And, you know, um, you don't make light of it and whatnot, but it, it's it's pretty crazy looking at, at all the bad stuff. And I hope everybody's being safe out there in Wisconsin right now. But folks here in New York just aren't used to that. And having grown up in, in California, I looked over at these guys and went, man, that's just an average Tuesday in, in L.A., <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, it is pretty scary. And I do hope everybody's uh, being smart with what they're doing outside and limiting their time outside. Yeah, I mean, and when MLB goes ahead and cancels a game and they had to do that earlier this season, I think it was the Yankees that canceled a couple. And uh, not just the Yankees. There might have been a couple of teams when it was real bad Philly, earlier. Philly, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when MLB goes ahead and cancels games or moves games around, it's serious. Yeah, no doubt. And I know uh, the Diamondbacks were affected by that when they were in town last. They had to make up a game in Washington, D.C., so their road trip ended up going from Milwaukee and then having to play a day game in Washington, D.C., and then flying back cross-country to play against the Giants in San Francisco because the, the Nationals had to cancel a game because of the weather. Listen, I, we have kids that are playing Little League. Those games were canceled yesterday. Probably have some games that are going to be canceled today as well. Um, you know, it's a terrible situation, and hopefully they get that figured out north of the border here pretty quick. Hey, Jeff, so the Cincinnati Reds been playing really, really well. They've brought up some of the young uh, studs, some prospects that are just lightening up and getting everyone excited. At what point should the Brewers bring up the rest of theirs? they got a couple of them still down there. 
Is it worth it just in a winnable division to bring up some of these hot guns and just see what they can do if they can catch fire too? Yeah, it's a great question. I think um, certainly one name that that you should keep your eye on is South Freelick. He's coming back from an injury, though, and you want to make sure that he has an opportunity to be all the way healthy. I think he's been back for a couple of weeks now. Um, so that's certainly a name to think about. The Jackson Churio, I mean, man, that would be a lot of fun to watch him. But remember, he's only 19. and just turned 19 right at the beginning of spring training. So that one might be a little bit more far-fetched. But, man, it would be fun to watch him play at some point maybe in September, but that's more like a, like a June of 2024, I would think, if he continues at this pace. But certainly South Freelick has got to keep your eye on. Uh, Brewers need some offense in a bad way, and Brewers and have a great set of bats down in, the, uh, down in the minor leagues. And on the Hill, good news about Brandon Woodruff, I guess. I mean, at least there's a timeline for when we might see him, Jeff. Yeah, he's playing. Uh, he's playing catch. He's throwing bullpens. It's going to take him a little while to to ramp up in terms of the pitch count and get that arm strength where he needs to be as a starting pitcher. Um, but at least he's throwing bullpens. He's got two down, and you know, pass a couple of more hurdles. And then he faced some hitters, and you're looking after the All Star break. Certainly, maybe even August. But uh, man, what a pickup that would be for Brandon Woodruff to be healthy for the uh, stretch run. Brewers play-by-play man Jeff Levering with us on Wednesday mornings. All right, we'll send you the smoke level. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> Send it right through my run this morning. It'll taste a home. <laughs> Thanks, man. We'll we'll talk again next week. All right. See you guys. Mark Tauscher joins us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea man. It's my wife's birthday. Innovative. I'm, I'm trying to balance that out. Of I want to still do some things that will be well. But I want the night to go according to plan that she'll enjoy it. And Packers Hall of Famer. You like being surprised, but you don't want to actually be surprised, if that makes any sense. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News. Sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services. You a Costco guy, Tausch? I see you... Crushing Costco. You do? Why? Yeah. What makes you think that? You go in there, you like all the treats and the snacks, you avail yourself fully of those services, you load it up by like the, the Take bulk of this. Take advantage of some gas. Yeah, a couple of these, a couple okay. of those. Uh, this might blow your mind. Uh, I have never been inside a Costco. No! Impossible! Yeah. Yeah, I so I, that's why when you when you said that, um, I just wondered is because I'm a little bigger because I have heard they have the they have the great hot dog deal and they have the sampler plat right they have a bunch of samples and doing all this other stuff. Um, we have a Costco membership. I know we go to Costco. Old T doesn't go to Costco, I, and I don't know why. It's not that I wouldn't go. But maybe I'll make an adventurous trip and head in there because I have heard it's it's a monstrous place and there are there are a ton of great sampling opportunities. But nope, not for me. Just okay for the record, though. I want I just want to state that was not like a big boy dig or anything <laughs> like that. Like I said, your personality lends itself well to the Costco experience. I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I so I don't. I don't. I try not to take things as big boy digs, but whenever there's like a blanket statement, I was trying to think because I do know uh, in talking and understanding that 
I don't know how many samples they have going every day, but that's their big thing, right? They sell in bulk and they sample the heck out of it to get you to buy the things that they're sampling. Is that that's a that's a fair assessment sure, of your Costco of experience? Yeah. Correct. Well, yes, I'd say that's accurate, and it's making news right now, Tausch, because like Netflix, Costco is sick of people getting in there for free, maybe using someone else's card, so they're cracking down on photo IDs now. At Costco to make sure that you are who you say you are. Yeah, so Sarah lends her card to the neighbor next door who doesn't have the Costco membership, but they're having a graduation party. Here, take my card. How do they enforce that, though? How do they enforce that? They ask it for double forms of ID because if you have, you know, like your health club, you have like a little key fob deal, and then there's a Mm. card, and you, you have to sign in, and there's a picture. Is Costco now going to you swipe the fob and a picture of you and or your spouse comes up? Because to me, they're going to end up putting a lot of man or woman power up at front trying to make sure you're only letting in the people that are on the card. I don't necessarily know if that ends up equaling up because you're getting people to come in and spend a bunch of money to, to get in there. And most people aren't trying, like when you're 19, trying to sneak into a bar with a fake ID. I can't imagine there's going to be the fake ID operation running here to get into a Costco. But I I know people love Costco, so maybe I'm wrong on that. Well, so my Costco card does not have my photo on it, so I just have to show it. However, what they could ask for is a photo ID to match the name on my card, in which case then you're in trouble. No, no, but the the I feel like the thing is you scan it and then it'll show up on a computer screen like you're checking into your uh, is maybe that's the way they're going because there you go. I've never understood why Netflix allowed as much sharing as they did. And I didn't realize Costco was going through the same thing, but that lets you know that things must be tightening if people are now clamping down so much on that. Uh, but Vinny, I think you've now I'm going to go next time uh, Sarah decides she's going to Costco. I'm going. I'm going to check it out, and I'm going to try to give a report back because that's what I like doing on this show. Yeah, bring the whole family, too. Kids will like it. wonder how much more money we'll spend when I A lot more. (laughs) Oh, this sample sample is fantastic. We got to get this. Oh, watermelon with mustard. Well, we need to do that. Yep, there's all kinds of. Take a bunch of 48 of those. For me and or my family, but yeah. Thanks, Tausch. Report back to us yeah. indeed. Business headlines Sounds are up next. Good. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal, Siri Lask. Regal Rex Nord is expected to invest $13.5 million in a new plant in Mexico. The governor of the Mexican state of Chihuahua said the firm would create 240 jobs. A Lego-themed entertainment business in Wauwatosa could move from its space on Blue Mound Road as it drops food and beverage service to focus on educational programming. Tosa Block Party's owner is interested in finding a business that wants to take over its space for a restaurant. And Saz's Hospitality Group plans to add an outdoor patio and bar to its South Second event venue in the Walkers Point neighborhood of Milwaukee. Renovations are expected to begin in late summer. I'm Sari Lesk with Milwaukee, businessjournal.com, on News Radio, WTMJ.